Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Matriarchy Show. I am Res the Matriarch. I'm here back with another episode, our second episode in 2021. Super exciting. Um, sorry for the delay. Um, I actually contracted coronavirus, which was extremely shocking to me because although it was a pandemic and it was affecting the whole entire world and millions of people were contracting it, I just somehow thought it was going to skip me. And I know I'm not the only one too, because like I contracted it and everybody I told like, you know, Hey, I've got COVID. They're like, what? Like everybody responded in such a funny way. And, and I get it because that's how I respond to like when somebody tells me they had it or someone tells me that their relative had it. I'm like, Oh fuck. No. Like it just feels, it's so, it's such a big thing now, like to have COVID. So yeah, I actually had it and it tried to kick my ass, but listen, it wasn't going to happen. Like, no, not me. Like I was, I, I kicked up the gear on the vitamins that I was taking. And actually I should share that with you guys because it was shared to me by somebody who had survived coronavirus and, um, this was my mom's friend, Audrey, and Audrey actually kicked coronavirus's butt, and she's older than me, too, so it's really, it's really, really cool to um, have this list that was compiled by her because um, the coronavirus tends to really attack people who are, I guess, once you're, like, probably 40, you would be, like, in that hypersensitivity range to COVID or whatever, so Audrey shares this list with my mom, and as soon as I developed like a fever and my energy got sucked my mom ran to a queen's nutritional shop uh and <laughs> grabbed all these different vitamins up and she started giving them to me and they really worked um the other thing that worked was i did end up having to go into the hospital for a little bit um because I don't know. I woke up and my vision was fucked up. Like it was like super blurry. And I think it was related to the migraines that can come with COVID, but it scared me waking up and having my vision a problem, like not even being able to read, not even being able to Google, uh, is blurry vision, a symptom of COVID. <laughs> Cause you know, that's what I wanted to do instantly. I'm like, let me get my phone. Let me Google it. Uh, and so we went to the ER and they gave me two shots in my butt. And I pretty much, I got a little loopy, came home, knocked out. Then the next day, most of my symptoms were gone. So it was fun. Um, one of them was promethazine. So I talked to my friend. I was like, you could basically call me Lil Wayne now. Uh, so, okay, these are the vitamins that we picked up. Zinc, D3, C we were already pumping. The multivitamin we were already pumping. But... It's, it really made a difference. I would take them uh, one a day and it helped to, like, I didn't have any energy, yo. Like, it, if I were to go downstairs to go to the bathroom, coming back up to the stairs was, like, so much work. And that's not a lot of work for me. I live on the third floor, so I'm used to doing stairs. I exercise, you know what I mean? I do stairs for fun, so... It shouldn't have, like, my muscles were actually burning. Almost the whole time that I had COVID, too, my muscles were aching as if I had had a good workout the day before. But I didn't work out um, most of the time that I had it. It was That was one of the things that was really weird. It's like my muscles were so achy. 
and the fever. When I had the flu, I was dealing with fevers, but it felt different from this COVID fever because the COVID fever just, you just, it's almost like hot flashes, like how it kind of comes and just overwhelms your body and then dips out. I didn't get chills with it, but it was like, it felt like extreme. Like I actually felt it in my body when I was warming up. Um, but anyway, fuck COVID. Yeah, I beat that shit. So I'm happy to be back uh, working. And actually, while I was down with it for the first few days before the symptoms really picked up, I did a lot of brainstorming about the matriarchy show and just thinking about the vision, the branding vision. And I actually, <clears throat> I actually wasn't staying authentic to myself fully in the first season of the matriarchy show. Um, when I was still in the beginning stages of creating it, uh, like before I ever taped an episode, I had developed this whole branding kit with color scheme, fonts, all kinds of stuff like that. And I loved these colors. And it took me a long time to settle on the color palette. But once I did, I really enjoyed it. It was um, pretty much like jewel tones, like because you know, the matriarchy. So then we're going towards like, like ruby, emerald, uh, topaz, and uh, like a couple of other, you know, really strong jewel tones. And then at the last minute, bef- like before I started releasing content, I got insecure about the choices I had made and felt like I needed something more fun for some reason. And I was being so inauthentic to myself. I switched up the whole colors at the last minute. I switched up the whole color scheme, started using random thoughts. And now like I'll look back on my timeline and I'm like, this is not what I envisioned. And the reason it's not what I envisioned is because I stopped staying authentic to myself and I started living out of fear at some point, like just trying to make sure I was fun, trying to make sure I was relevant or whatever. And like, I loved it. And I think it's still a great kind of like season one to the matriarchy show. And I, I had a blast and I hope that a lot of my guests had a blast and that my audience enjoyed listening to it. But as we move forward into this season two, I'm definitely going to go back to that color scheme because it just feels a little bit more right. It feels very natural. It feels mature. It feels majestic. And and those are all of the things that I'm trying to channel with the matriarchy show. And then also just I'll probably be switching up the tone just a tiny bit. And it's not even exactly switching it up because when you hear me do my solo episodes, like that's just me. This is me. This is the tone that I'm using or whatever. But Uh, sometimes when I would have a guest on, I feel like maybe I would drink too much. Like I don't even actually drink like that. Like that's why I was getting so tipsy on the episodes because I was drinking it and I like, I almost like, you know, I was getting drunk on there by the end of it. And that is, oh, like while getting drunk is, is a blast, it's not really an effective format for me because I also like, I'm the matriarch. I run the video. I run the sound. I write the script. I invite the guests. Like I, handle correspondence if we're going to be filming outside or whatever so it's important for me I think to not be drunk (laughs) on filming days and so taking that aspect away taking that um taking the the heavy liquor away just at least for me of course my guests can drink as much as they want but not getting so drunk is gonna change the tone a little bit because it's gonna allow me to really focus on um what I want to focus on which is uh, my personal growth and the post personal growth of everybody who listens to the podcast, that's really what's most important to me is that 
as I'm living my life and I'm acquiring knowledge that I'm coming here and I'm properly channeling it and you guys are probably able to pick up on these like little gems of knowledge that I'll try to drop every now and then like just breaking down different ideas, having different guests, talking about different books and things like that. I want the knowledge to be a little more pure, a little more direct and I want the flow of the conversation to be, I don't know, how would I, was, how would I describe it? Just uh, more clear, more intuitive more authentic i want people to as soon as they come into the matriarchy show i want them to be speaking from like i want to get into their true mindset and i want to be able to really um, identify what is making this artist tick what is making this artist different from the rest of the artists in the world why are you able to you know in the last episode we had brenna on brenna talking about how she used uh, what was uh, quite a traumatic experience of an unplanned pregnancy and she was able to use that experience to create a powerful screenplay. And I want to get inside of the brains of these people and figure out, okay, what is it about your thinking or the wavelength that you're vibrating on that you're allowed to take that kind of pain and turn it into art? What are you doing? What are you thinking every day? Like, And, and trying to get in and understand these different things from the different artists or whatever. So... I think in season one, we got a lot of that in different episodes. I think a lot of the artists broke down really, really great ideas. And I just want to make sure that the ideas are able to shine and that they're not being distracted by us having too much fun in that moment or uh, me being too tipsy so I didn't even notice that the mic wasn't working or whatever. So now the uh, audio is shit. You know, just, just tying up all the loose ends, just getting stronger, getting better and um, following the trajectory because every season should be stronger and better. And every time I'm able to take a break from this for a few weeks and come back to it, it should be closer to my ultimate goals for myself and for my podcast and for my brand and everything like that. So we all have that to look forward to in season two, um, more authentic conversation, uh, more, topics like uh dealing directly with what us artists struggle with um not only every single day but especially in moments of impact like when we're working on set or when we're working in the studio you know going into detail about how we work and how we tick and in hopes that sharing that knowledge will um, help someone else improve their work so listen speaking of staying authentic i've been seeing a lot of people talk about this pandemic wall that everybody hit at the top of 2021. And we touched on it a little bit in the last episode of the Matriarchy Show, but I actually was brainstorming ideas to break through the pandemic wall because I feel like I finally did it. When I recorded, um, when me and Zoe got together and we recorded the last episode of the Matriarchy Show, the first episode of 2021, I felt like that was like, wham, like breaking through my pandemic wall. I had been so unproductive, so distracted, and I was finally able to muster myself and get myself inspired again. And so I just wanted to share, I guess, some of the thoughts that that I had that helped me to break through the pandemic wall in the hopes that um, you guys would be able to break through it too. And uh, so one of the things that I think is, is extremely important in breaking through this pandemic wall is getting out into nature. And for those of us who live on the East Coast, like the weather has been what I personally would consider shit lately because I'm not into snow. I'm not into cold. I don't even know why I live on the East Coast. Um, but I do. And we can get cooped up in our houses 
in the wintertime. And especially, of course, now because we have social distancing. But you have to get outside. You absolutely have to spend time in nature. It's critical for, I mean, we're animals and we're creative beings and we need to coexist with um, nature. We need to breathe fresh air. We need to see all these pure colors and enjoy the movement of the trees and the flight of the birds and all that other foo-foo shit. We got to get out there and enjoy that stuff because it actually does affect us and it actually works as a great motivator and it can boost your productivity. Like I got out to Ricketts Glen. It's a waterfall. It's a hike that is actually 7.8 miles long and it was Stunning. The the tallest waterfall there was 94 feet, but there were several others around 60 feet, 70 feet, 50 feet, 40 feet, and then some smaller ones at the beginning. If you're not looking to take a whole uh, like almost eight mile hike, you can totally just go in for a mile or two. And if you do that, you probably see at least 10 waterfalls along the way. Like this place is full of waterfalls. The, the whole mountain is a spring. And I was able to go there and enjoy the environment and I actually had a mini water filtration system so I was able to scoop the water from the waterfalls and drink the fresh water and it was delicious it was so cold it was so clear it was so fresh and that was a really really inspiring day for me just that experience and the pushing my body that get like feeling the muscle burn of having to hike like that and some of it was really steep and getting your adrenaline pumping and and getting your amygdala activated that stuff is really good and it really does give you like a lasting buzz that you take back into your life and so make sure that you're getting out into nature uh, go even if listen don't let the dog out in the backyard to shit go walk the fucking dog you know even something so subtle as that will switch up your day switch up your energy give you some fresh air and some sunlight for a little bit and you know it's important you can stargaze at night from your porch if you if you don't feel comfortable you know going out but it's really important that we're getting out into nature and it's continuing to enjoy it during this time um Another thing that was really, really pivotal for me in breaking through the pandemic wall was reading. I read, um, as a part of stack season, I was making myself read a self-help book every few weeks. Um, and the two that really have had the, the, the longest lasting effects on me so far are The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck and The Alter Ego Effect. Um, there were a couple like smaller books that I picked up from Barnes and Nobles in between there. And then like a couple of weeks, I actually swapped out a self-help book for play because I'm a theater artist and I'm an actor and I'm just now getting really tapped back into the world of, um, acting because during the pandemic, I, I, I didn't do too much of it. I maybe, I think I did two commercials maybe, but I didn't really do like, I'm used to doing like performance all year. I'm always engaged in at least one thing. So I'm slowly reintegrating myself back into the world of theater um, and and film and arts or whatever. So I read some plays instead. But pick up these books if you can. You can actually hit me up because I've got the um, the e-file for both of these books. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck and the Alter Ego Effect. But if you when you read self-help books, they're really great at helping you unlock um, hidden obstacles. Things that you didn't realize were holding you back. Someone else has already realized this. Somebody with their PhD or some shit has already d gone down this lane. They wrote their dissertation on how to beat procrastination. So go pick up their book. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and and it would be really cool, too, if you know anybody who is an, an author or has a self-help book out. Definitely support somebody that you know directly. 
Uh, hopefully it might already have a couple good reviews, but even if it doesn't take a risk on a local business, uh, they need it now more than ever. So yeah, uh, read a book, read a self-help book specifically. Um, and I promise that either of these books will unlock something for you, even if it's not up your alley, you know, if you're not really into the idea of developing an alter ego, uh, to help you stay motivated and work harder and be more disciplined, you know, you don't have to, but you'll pick up something from the book because they cover a lot. They move through, um, Everybody is going to talk to you a little bit about your trauma and a little bit about your relationship to it. You know, these are the foundations of uh, being a better person and being a better artist and, and being more productive or and efficient in whatever field it is that you work in. Uh, it's the same basic principles, you know. How do you communicate? How do you respond in a moment of failure? All these different things. But we, we may not realize that sometimes there's something affecting us and we're not aware of it so we don't tackle the issue because we don't even know the issue is there but reading a proper self-help book can help you get the information that you need and kind of help you have some like figure out what the steps are to go about it and also Mark Manson is funny so if you read any of his books <laughs> you'll have fun because he's got this sort of tone and humor about him that is really enjoyable so uh yeah, I, I, I actually watch him on other podcasts, too. I like, I binge other podcasts. I barely even listen to music anymore. I listen to a lot of podcasts. My favorite one right now is actually Impact Theory by um, Tom Bilyeu. And I, that's one thing I think about, too. Like, I'll listen to other podcasts, and then I'll be like, okay, how do I like this podcast compared to my podcast? And that's what also makes me want to step my podcast game up. It's like, would I listen to it? Sometimes I'd be playing around too much and like me myself would flip this podcast off because like, okay, you're fucking playing like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's one thing that I've been thinking about too, like as I've been listening to these different people or whatever. But when you listen to him on his podcast or whatever, he's so relaxed and he's so uplifted. Some people would even say that Mark Manson is enlightened just because he seems to have figured out how to enjoy solving problems, which is kind of crucial to uh, sustaining happiness long term. All right. Um, also, so one thing that I do quite a bit is uh, look at luxury real estate, like what my dream home would be like online, just searching in different parts of the world and seeing what the real estate is like and uh, deciding on what I want to have in my dream home. That is a great motivator. It really, really works for me. And I don't even think a lot of people do it. Uh, look for their dream home every now and then and, and just stay updated on uh, luxury, modern real estate and property and figure out uh, what you want for yourself. Because then you're looking at the price tag and you're like, okay, how far do I have to go? All right, this property is $2 million. Damn, I got a long ways to go. But it at least puts in perspective for you what you want so you know how to work. Because if you don't have that dream for that uh, vision, that, that vision for that house in your future you're not going to be working toward it because you don't even have it realized, you know? This is part of manifesting, the work of manifesting. You got to have that vision that you're working toward. So search up your dream home online. It's really fun. And you can, there's plenty on Instagram, you know, like luxury real estate um, Instagram pages or whatever. If anybody, if you follow me on Instagram, you see me repost it all the time. It's like one of my main motivators. It's one of the things that really, really keeps me working and driven is I want to live there. And I want to swim in that pool and I want to take a shower in that outdoor shower in Hawaii. So it helps me work hard. 
And the last thing uh, that I think could be really helpful in breaking through your pandemic wall, um, this could be the most important depending on what your field of play is, but redefine your ultimate goal. I'm so sorry to be beating you guys over the head with this. I know I talk about it all the time, but it's really important because it's possible that you're not inspired to work right now because you forgot about what your ultimate goal is. And that matters. You have to have that insight. You know, it's no different really from what I was just talking about with the luxury dream home. But we're, what we're doing every day is we're working towards manifesting something, manifesting this future goal or whatever. It really helps. It boosts your productivity when you have it defined. And maybe you've lost sight of it, but then also maybe your ultimate goal for yourself isn't what you want anymore. So getting up to work towards that every day isn't inspiring to you. So maybe it's time to switch up the game plan. You know, anything can happen. Life is short, but it also is like kind of long, like low key. (laughs) So set yourself up in a way that you can enjoy. And what is your ultimate goal? When I say your ultimate goal, I mean... Your ultimate, you and your envisioning yourself in your ultimate career path. Uh, What does your dream life look like on the daily? You wake up, do you exercise? Do you meditate? You know, all of these details. Okay, when you go outside, what's the weather like? What part of the world do you live in? What kind of car do you drive? Um, What do your relationships look like? What does your family look like? What does your, what do people say about you? What is your legacy? What does your bank account look like? Where are your investments? What kind of companies are you working with? What are your morals? What are your values? These are all things that that you want to think about as you're redefining your ultimate goal that you have for yourself because they say a person is not their words, a person is their routine. So when you look at yourself in 40 years, you are the things you do every day. And that's really just it. So you have to redefine who you see yourself as in the future every now and then to make sure that you're staying authentic and that you're uh, that you're staying excited. That's that's really important. You have to look at that future version of yourself, that future dream home and that ultimate goal and be excited by it. If you're not excited by it, if you don't think about yourself in the future and your heart rate accelerates a little bit, maybe your palms get a little bit sweaty, then you're in the wrong lane. You've got to be passionate, fiery about where you're driving yourself. And don't rush it. If you if you think about the ultimate goal that you had for yourself and it doesn't give you butterflies, okay, you've chosen the wrong path, but Take your time in choosing another one. You don't just, you don't have to, you know, dramatically switch course and know exactly what you're doing. You don't have to get down on yourself for wanting to switch up your game plan. This is life. It's up, It's about having fun, exploring, learning, experiencing, and building yourself as a person and building, you know, your, your knowledge and your reach. So switching things every now and then is no problem. Don't get down on yourself. You're not a failure for changing your mind. <laughs> so redefine that ultimate goal and uh, it might help you to get inspired and break through that panoramic wall. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. Second episode of 2021 down. How exciting. Um, Look out for more graphics coming on my Instagram page. I've been working for some infographics for you guys as I talked about um, kind of sharing my process of growing and learning as an artist. I'm going to share everything that I learned with you guys because that's what the matriarchy is about. Navigating through life, exchanging knowledge, and making the most of this experience that we have. 
So uh, have a great week, y'all. Work on breaking through that pandemic wall. Work on getting excited about your work and your life again. And uh, stay up. <laughs>